Welcome to Transforming Education, Leadership Lessons. This podcast is hosted by Northwestern College. We're bringing you thought leaders who are influencing education and the world around them. Each episode provides new leadership lessons so you can learn how to embrace your own influence. Leadership has nothing to do with title or position. That leadership has to do with impact. And the role of a leader isn't to create followers, it's to enable more leaders. Take away leadership qualities that inspire. I think good leaders really get people brought together around a cause and can inspire them to be better than they were yesterday or to do something great. Care about others. We need teachers out there that are caring and compassionate and are interested in the student beyond the discipline that they're teaching. Show people they matter. We don't have a bullying problem. We don't even have a gun problem. We have a mattering problem. By knowing you matter. You matter to yourself first before you can matter to someone else. So further your impact. When you just authentically love your students, I just don't think you can help but grow. Understand your core values. You can tell pretty quickly any core leader, whether or not he or she is there for the mission at hand for the people that they serve or whether they're there for themselves. And align your mission. Everything we do on campus, whether it's someone in the maintenance department or someone teaching in the classroom or to coach, uh, it should tie back to our mission of impacting students for the cause of Christ. Discover how to use your influence to inspire others. That is why the relationships is so critical in everything we do, because when people know you care about them, they know yet they have your best interest, and then it sinks in. Let's welcome our host, Gary Richardson. Thank you, Leslie. I want to thank all of you for listening to Transforming Education Leadership Lesson, where we bring in thought partners to inspire and influence your leadership. In this episode, we will be discussing leadership lessons with Dr. Omega Wilson. As a former educator and principal, Dr. Wilson has taken her years of experience and connections to gather accomplished leaders and practitioners into a community of coaching and support. Dr. Wilson is a certified coach, trainer, and speaker on the John Maxwell team. Dr. Wilson is the CEO and founder for Innovative Strategies Consulting located in Glen Allen, Virginia. Already the author of three books, Spiritual Nutrition from Alpha to Omega, Tips for Aspiring Administrators, and Lead by Example, a 90-day journal for leaders. Dr. Wilson has appeared on CNN, NBC, ABC, and CBS. Undoubtedly committed, passionate, down-to-earth, and approachable, Dr. Wilson is proving to be a perfect example of her simple yet dedicated philosophy, Lead by Example. Thank you for agreeing to be with us, Omega, and welcome to Transforming Education Leadership Lessons. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here, excited to speak to you all today. Very good. I know you're you're in a class today or a district today, so thanks for taking time out of your schedule to do this. And wonder if you'd care to share some of your background with our listeners so we get to know you just a bit better. I am in a school doing some consulting today in a division, a school division. So I'm originally from Farmville. Actually, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, but my parents moved back to Farmville when I was in middle school. So I'm from Farmville. My bachelor's from Virginia Union, my master's from Virginia Commonwealth, my doctorate from Virginia Tech, but I'm a former principal, director of high schools, vice president of operations for a dropout recovery program, and I started my own consulting business in 2014. Um, As you stated, I'm on the John Maxwell team, been on the Maxwell team since 2015, and it's been an enjoyable ride. It's my 31st Mm. year in education. Nice. Yeah. So. Thank you. I'd be remiss if I didn't try to drag this out a little bit on your appearances on all those cable networks. 
uh, was there a specific reason for that? Oh, there were multiple times, whether it was for the county where I was working, whether it was for, because of the um, decrease in the dropout rate or some type of a community service program or increasing graduation rate. It was multiple times dealing with civil rights or whatever it may have been. There were different occasions. Okay. Well, not all of us are on all four of those at one time in our lives. So I thought that, that <laughs> it was... didn't all happen at one time <laughs> over the course of the years. Oh, good. So briefly describe, if you would, Omega, how you became so passionate about this thing called leadership. And then if you would, how do you define leadership? I love, love, love leadership. Um, it's something that my parents instilled in me and my two sisters, you know, while we were growing up. Mm -hmm. And they've always taught us to lead by example. Somebody's always watching you. You never know who's watching. So make sure you're setting a good, a good example for someone. But as far as leading in the schools, um, I never knew that I was going to be a teacher. I never wanted to be a teacher. Uh -huh. Although I come from a family of educators. Um, my mom is a retired reading teacher. My dad is a retired professor and pastor. But my mom told me the whole time I was um, in undergrad, she told me to take some education courses. Of course, I did not listen. Um, so I was kind <laughs> of stuck after, after college. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I kind of stumbled into education as a board sub for special education, which is a long-term sub for special education. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of tapped to become an administrator. Someone, an assistant principal saw me in the copy room and she said, we have an administrative aid position available. We want you to apply. And I'm like, apply? I don't think I want to do that. She encouraged me to do it. Somebody else encouraged me to apply for the assistant principal position. Somebody encouraged me to apply for the middle school principalship, the high school principalship, director of high school, so on and so forth. So I kind of like stumbled into it. And I guess it was because of the work that I had done or the work that people saw me doing. Unlike a lot of people today, this wasn't something that was on my bucket list. I didn't sit down and plan this thing like a lot of people are doing. I was sure. kind of satisfied doing whatever it was I was doing. My best job that I've ever had in my entire life was being the principal of Hermitage High School. I mean, that goes way deep because it was a family atmosphere and I had a strong, strong, strong team who loved kids and loved working. Um, it was their passion as well. But as far as me defining leadership, I think as John Maxwell says, leadership is simply influence. You know, everybody's going to lead in one way or another, whether it's going to be positive, a positive influence or a negative influence. I desire to do it positively to inspire others to greatness, to inspire others to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. So I love leadership for those reasons and so many more. I absolutely love to lead well, you're, you're, and follow, which is really, really important. Sure. Your opportunities to take those administrative roles. One of our recent guests said, you have to be ready for the tap on the shoulder. And uh, somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, mm -hmm. you need to apply for this. So, so I know you do. You're in a district Thank today, you. as we said, and you do a lot of consulting and coaching. I, I want to know, what's the difference between the coaching and consulting that you do with educational leaders and then the normal PD that we've all gotten as we've, we've gone through the ranks? I like to say, and this isn't a knock on anyone who is conducting professional development, but a lot of times people who are conducting professional development, they're doing a lot of research and 
speaking about what studies show and they bring a lot of statistics or theory or what have you, I am speaking from a firsthand work experience. When I'm talking to people about administration, leadership, or education, it's because of the work that I've done. I have a proven track record of success after 31 years of helping to grow leaders and helping to build leadership capacity. So I'd like to say one of the major differences is that I have a proven track record of success. And like I said, that's not a bash on anyone. That's not to knock anyone. A lot of people are in this profession, whether it's education or administration or consultant, because they have to, because they need to, not because they get to or because they want to. I'm really passionate about it. And I I really love being able to help serve so that others can grow. I love it. So a good portion of your audience are school administrators, district and building teacher leaders and aspiring principals. In your work, you provide folks with the the tools to build trust, to increase engagement, and then just be, as you said, to be as good as they possibly can. Can you talk about some of the specific Mm -hmm. strategies or planning that you do to accomplish this with or for people? I'll start with aspiring administrators. It's been an amazing ride and an amazing journey since the pandemic. The pandemic was beneficial in some ways, and of course, we know that it has been pretty turbulent in other ways, but in 2020, I think I started really honing in on aspiring administrators because I saw that a lot of people were fumbling in the dark. People were reaching out to me individually saying that they are aspiring administrators and they want to go into administration. So of course I started allowing more people to stand on my shoulders and I just decided to do a cohort, which I call the, of the assistant principal academy. It is an eight-week cohort where we meet one day out of the week for one hour. And I have eight different modules that I break down. The first module is mindset. Then we go on to talk about building relationships. We go on with a number of different ones. Like I said, eight different ones, calendar planning, all of that, creating your leadership brand. So many different modules that we focus on. The object of the game is to help the aspiring administrators land their dream job. When they register for cohort, um, we're actually going to come up on cohort 10, which is really, really shocking and surprising. I can't believe two years ago, I had no idea we'd already be on cohort 10. I think I thought we'd be on cohort five or something, but the demand is there. I have a strong wait list right now for people who are like, when is cohort 10 starting? When is it starting? Because they know that I'm going to audit their resume. I'm going to take them through a series of mock interviews. And it's all about, you know, being real with people and helping them you know, as opposed to just saying, figure it out on your own. You know, a lot of times people go to the table of an interview and they don't know the questions, you know, they don't know what to expect. And sometimes hiring agents are asking questions one way, but they're really asking it another way, see how you're going to answer it. So cohort, the assistant principal Academy is a cohort for aspiring administrators. So If you are an aspiring administrator out there and you're looking for some shoulders to stand on, you can follow me and check me out. We're getting ready to start cohort 10 very, very soon. Absolutely. Probably within the next month or so, to be honest. But we're going to start that really, really soon. But then with a lot of the school divisions that I work with, I work one-to-one with um, principals and their superintendents as well to help them go to the next level and to help them also take their schools to the next level whatever it may be, dealing with their culture. Maybe it's their climate. Maybe it's attendance. Maybe it's on-time graduation. Uh, Maybe it's the dropout rate. Whatever it may be, I do a lot of one-to-one coaching with um, administrators and with professional development. 
a school division I spoke to last week, they had some serious issues that they had to deal with regarding making some serious change. So I had to go in and do a all day workshop with adjust to change and how to, you know, become a little bit more successful in your school. So that's administrators, but like I said, I do a lot of professional development as well, a lot of public speaking, convocations, different things like that to help schools and to help administrators. So is there a difference in how you would support teacher leaders? We have quite a, a number of teacher leaders that follow our podcast and then join us for a fall leadership conference. So I wonder if there's a differentiation between the two in your mind. Like a department chair teacher leader? Yeah, department chair, instructional coach, technology integrationist in Iowa. We have a statewide program for teacher leadership, teacher leadership compensation program, and 25% of all educators in each district are by Iowa code required to have a leadership role. So we have oh, yeah. somewhat of a built-in audience when we have that many that are in the roles, but the roles take mm-hmm. on curriculum directors or PLC yeah. leader or, or those types of folks. So one of the major things I do when I start working with individuals or whether it's a school division or whether it's a group, a cohort, I like to do an assessment early on to see where the needs of that person is or where the needs of that team rest. I like to see what it is that they need so that we can know exactly what we're working with, give them a prescribed program of some sort to help them go to the next level. So it's all really based on the individual or on the team, because as you know, everybody's not, you know, starting at the same pace or working at the same pace, I guess I should say. That's a good question because people ask me that often, do you just work with aspiring administrators or do you just work with administrators? No, I work with pretty much everyone. You know, teacher leaders, of course, at the top of the list as well, even outside of the school system with a lot with the John Maxwell team as far as leadership is concerned. Sure. So I'm going to throw one in on you here that was a little off script, but I think you'll handle it quite easily. So maybe share what's one piece of leadership advice you've been given that's so great that you have to share it with others. The number one thing that I'm going to say, the leadership advice I'm going to give is to lead by example. And that sounds really simple and it sounds really easy, but you know, that's something that my parents, like I said, instilled in me early on. And you say, well, everybody's leading by example. No, everybody's not because sometimes you make decisions that are not in the best interest of children, but you're making the decision that's in the best interest of yourself. That's not always setting the best example. That's not always setting the best example. So you got to realize people are watching you in good and bad for, for good and bad reasons, but you've got to always make great choices, make great decisions because it's going to affect someone in some way. And like I said, it goes back to you asking the question, what is leadership? It's influence. That's all it is. It's just influence. So you have to ask yourself in this day and time when everybody is dealing with everything at one time, how are you going to lead? How are you going to lead so that someone is following you? And you'll hear me reference John Maxwell because he is my mentor. But John Maxwell always says that if you are a leader and no one is following you, you're just a person taking a walk. So you have to ask yourself as a leader, am I that person who's just taking a walk or am I really truly leading example? Am I that person that someone wants to follow and why? What is it that I'm doing that really makes somebody want to follow me? You know, am I showing appreciation to my team? Am I showing respect to my team? Am I leading with love? All of these things fall under the umbrella for me to lead by example. And it's a lot of boxes there to check, but many people, as you know, 
in and out of, out of leadership, don't check those boxes, which makes it very, very difficult for the people who they're following. Yeah, or that's, who are following that's them. so good. You give us simple, well, simple strategies that we can all use and don't have to read yeah. 10 or 12 chapters to try to figure it out on our own. Right. It is pretty simple. <laughs> Just be your best. Exactly. Do what's right. Very simplistic. Very simplistic. Yeah. So we are yeah. visiting with Dr. Yeah. Omega Wilson, the lead education consultant and leadership coach for Innovative Strategies Consulting. So I have a from the book Future Leaders, I've thrown in this question on Omega, in, in your opinion, what will be some of the greatest challenges for the leader of the future? And is there anybody that you know today that resembles what you think a leader will or should look like in 10 years? I think one of the greatest challenges um, today for leaders is making sure they're staying focused because so many people are hit with so many different things and so many uncertainties. I mean, we're coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people are really, really unsure as to how to lead. It wasn't the easiest thing to do before the pandemic, but you have people who don't want to work. I'm not just talking right. about an education. Right. I'm just talking about overall. You have people who really don't want to work. You have people who are marching to the beat of their own drum in a negative way. You have so many different uncertainties. You know, you never know what day is, whatever is going to take place. So it's very, very important for leaders to shoulder all of that. And like I said, lead by example without becoming discouraged, without becoming um, despondent, without even basically throwing in the towel. Somebody's got to lead. Somebody has to lead, and a lot of people are depending on leaders to lead them, you know? So I think that's one of the, the major cha um, challenges that people are, are facing right now and staying focused and not throwing in the, in the towel because it's easy to do, of course, in a day and time that we're living in, I, I really think. And I think the second part of your um, question dealt with someone who – I think resembles today. Yes. What, what that person will look like. Is yep. that what you asked me in uh -huh. 10 years? You all don't know him, but I have to honestly answer that question and say, that's my father. Nice. Um, he is the strongest man. Yeah. My dad is the strongest man that I know. He's one of the, the most brilliant people that I know in the world. Um, and he leads by example. He believes in me and he believes in people. He loves people. He makes wise and um, great decisions that not only affect him, but affect others as well. And he allows people to glean from his knowledge, his wealth of knowledge that he has. He's a former civil rights activist. And like I said, a former professor, current pastor, but he's someone who does not crumble under pressure. He's someone who is going to um, more or less, I guess I want to say, like I said, lead by example. He believes in building teams. He believes in, being honest, um, like his daughter, of course, that's where I get it from. He believes in being very transparent, which is really, really important for leaders. Leaders have to be transparent. You can't, you know, hide things and sugarcoat them, you know, all the time. Sometimes it's time and place for that. But yeah, I, I think if we had more of my dads in this world, we would be in a much, in, in a much better place. Well, you know, I would agree. A couple of things that you've said that I or reacted to with something that I wrote down. The way people communicate today, which is fine, that's the way we communicate in a lot of different ways, and it's quickly. I think that mm -hmm. the one thing that we can't do is overreact. You know, it's like right. it's like watching the football game, NFL games on, on Sunday, and your, your team doesn't win, and all of a sudden they're awful. 
where they might win five in a row. Right. But anyway, the, the overreaction comes then into play too, Omega, with what you said about do not crumble under pressure. And a lot of it is uh, not appropriate or it, it's not confirmed by anything. It's just an opinion. To not crumble under pressure, it's hard to do for some people, but it's a mainstay for those that are like your father. It sounds like treating everybody the way you want to be treated is really, really easy. And a lot of these things, as you stated, are really simplistic. But it is very, very important to not react out of your emotions or get caught in your feelings and take a lot of things personal, especially when it's business. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say school is just business because, of course, we do some personal things, of course, with the students and with the faculty and staff. But it's important to treat people like you want to be treated everyone is dealing with something right. of some sort some type of storm everyone is weathering or have has already weathered or preparing to weather you know so you want to be kind you want to lead with love you want to be respectful and you want to treat people the way you really want to be treated yeah very good so Thank omega what what gets you out of here with this some of our people really only hang on for this this part of the podcast, but they want to know what our guests are reading in their own latest library sit-down. So what are you reading right now that we can put on our wish list? Oh, please put this on your list. I'm, gonna, I'm reading it now, and I'm going to read it again okay. immediately. It's The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I absolutely love this book for so many reasons. So many reasons. He has so many good points throughout. Um, and it's basically, it's like an operating system for success that he's laying out for you. You know, it's not anything deep or hard or difficult or anything, but he gives you a number of different principles throughout um, the book. And I love it. Um, he talks about, you know, taking ownership. That's one of the chapters where he talks um or speaks to me, I guess I should say, because a lot of times uh -huh. people want to blame the other person. They want to blame the next person for whatever shortcoming or for whatever thing didn't work out right or for whatever program didn't exist or for whatever, whatever, you know, but a lot of times he, he says, just own it. You're, you're where you are because of you. You can mm -hmm. do something about it, you know? So I, I love that he talks about that and he talks about, um, you know, just that the, the the possibilities of being successful, which are limitless, you don't have to fail. You don't have to settle for whatever it is or wherever you are right now. You can improve and you can have what you want out of life just by jumpstarting your life or following these success principles that he gives. So to answer your question, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, I love it. Awesome. You would think that, I was doing a commercial for him, right? Well, <laughs> well, it's going to be in there. Well, thank you, Dr. Wilson, for taking time today. And, and Leslie and I will do a little follow-up here. But when we push this out, we, we're going to put your information, some of it from your website, on our podcast and go from there. So thank you. Well, we thank Dr. Omega Wilson for giving of her time and sharing her wisdom as we reflect on leaders that inspire and influence education and our world. Leslie, what are the highlights from our conversation with Omega? Oh, Omega was so much fun. You can really feel her passion for leadership and her desire to help other leaders grow and build their capacity and really all stemming from her father, which is 
awesome that she mentioned that. You can tell that her life as a consultant is really emulating from the way her father showed this leadership and, and the yeah. way that she shows up in transparency and a humble, sharing, knowledge, desire. She quotes John Maxwell in saying that simply influence is inspiring others. You can have a positive influence or you can have a negative influence, and choosing how you want that influence to look is how your leadership will be shown as well. She speaks a lot from her experience in leading by example and how important that is to influence others uh, simply by doing your best, showing kindness, showing love, all those areas. Sometimes we make leadership out to be something that's more difficult than what it is, and it's it's just simply being respectful and, and showing up and being present. And I really appreciated this phrase that a good leader does not crumble under pressure. Heard it put that way, but I think that's true. It's, it's easy to do, isn't it? It's just really easy to do when there's stuff on all the different types of social media platforms that are out there and people have a voice, right, wrong, or indifferent. And if you don't have that stamina to not crumble under pressure, then you're probably going to crumble under pressure and make decisions that aren't very good. So It's true. Try not to be discouraged and disparaged, but staying focused and that we can still make a difference even when it is hard. Yeah, this was really good. And she gave us a good book to read. Yes, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. She gave us a great insight into what that book is about, and uh, Mike has already bought it, so... We're, we're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're ready to go. So thanks to all of you for listening to Transforming Education Leadership Lessons. As a leader in education, you matter, and how you lead matters to a whole bunch of people that you serve on a daily basis. You were created for significance. As always, a special thanks to Leslie and Mike for making this podcast a reality. And for them, this is Gary. Until next time, inspire and influence. Inspire and influence.